This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 235, recorded on October 29th, 2015. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all your favorite tech gadgets. News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. I've only said that like 8 million times. And, of course, we post the show, world-class show notes, each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can contact me via email. Just send that jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can track me down on Twitter at jcollison. Or now reach us on the new talk.to. And, of course, uh, that's the little red tab over on the site. Go to TheAverageGuy.tv. Look for the tab. Anytime that red tab is lit, I'm sitting at my desk uh, working. I turn it on. If you have any questions about what we're doing here on the site, just uh, click on it. It'll open a chat window, one-to-one, you and me, no no group chat. So if you got something you want to talk about, and a bunch of you have done that recently. So, again, it's on right now. Don't do it right now, though. If you're, if you're doing it live, don't do it right now because I can't answer it because I'm starting the show. But if you want to get a message to me during the week, oftentimes that's the right way to do it. I'm actually headed to Seattle for the Microsoft MVP Summit starting tomorrow. Summit's Monday through Thursday. Um, and I will have talk.to on all the time on my phone. So if you during the day, if you want to head over to the site and chat with me, see what's going on at the summit, head over there, find that red, chat with Jim, click on it, and that's the best way to get those uh, messages over to me. I know there's lots of other ways to do it, but it's so easy to do it right off the website if you want to do that. We want to thank talk.to. Uh, for that as well. By the way, they're sponsoring my travel to Seattle this week, so we want to thank oh, them nice. for jumping in and and uh, and covering that travel out there. Of course, Microsoft pays for the conference and the food and the fees and the hotel while we're there, which is nice. So it's uh, yeah, Jim gets kind of a free week away. I'm pretty excited about that, actually, to tell the truth. And so thanks for both the Microsoft and Talk.to. The AverageGuy.tv platform, of course, is, uh, is hosted, both media and web, hosted out there. Maple Grove Partners get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from the people that you know and trust. You know that's Christian. And so for more information, visit MapleGrovePartners.com. I was mentioning in the pre-show. Don't forget, we've got that, that Spreaker app available, both on iPhone and Android. Download that. Go to the store. Just search for Home Gadget Geeks. Download it just for the show. You can listen to past episodes as well as live. Like right now, you could be listening to us if you're on a plane. They don't block this kind of streaming, so you could be listening to us on a plane if you want to do it that way. And many of you do. We hear from you all the time, Kevin Schoonover and, uh, or Paul Brerin. Uh, Paul Brerin does it all the time as well. You can listen on the plane. We want to thank LastPass. Got the shirt on today to support them as well, All even though now they merge with LogMeIn. So we'll see how that, hopefully that goes okay. I've got Amber... We're going to have her back on uh, oh, early or late winter, and we'll talk about what's going on at LastPass, but we'll thank them for sponsoring our mobile app. Go out and give that a try, a great little uh, app for your phone, and it costs you nothing. want to mention that the Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network, as well as Open Mic Night, right? Yes, we, it you're, is. You're in the network as well over there. A bunch of great podcasts, and uh, let me recommend one. If you, have, if you go out to thegeeksnetwork.com, search for, or just look for, it's at the very bottom now, Observe Tech. That is Rich Hayes' podcast. Rich has been on the show before. Rich does a great job of covering all things Microsoft, and he does it fast. If you want to get right to the point and no chit-chat, it, Rich Hayes is the guy that you want to hear for Microsoft. This guy just knocks it out every week. He has joined us over at the Geeks Network and mentioned today on his podcast that his numbers have gone up. So some of you have gone over and done that, and we appreciate that. But Observe Tech, very bottom, subscribe to it, and Rich does a nice job of getting 
uh, the Microsoft news out there the way it's supposed to be. All right, let's dig in a little bit and get to the show. Well, let's introduce some folks. You know, I know I get some comments from time to time. It takes me a while to get through all this, but this is a community podcast, guys, so hang tight. We'll get to the content here in just a second. Coming back and supporting and yeah, supporting the Creighton gear there, Mike Weger. Mike, how are you? Doing great. Got a new piece of technology that arrived at my doorstep today, and we can talk about that later in the show. But overall, just a really good week, Had a really, really good week. So it's been awesome. Yeah. No, no, we'll talk about that uh, that QNAP we've got yeah. uh, going on there. We'll come back around to that. And then, of course, uh, we've been talking about it a couple times as we've been waiting for uh, this day to arrive. And it's always good. I, one of the things I really enjoy is getting other tech podcasters to come on the show and talk about what they're doing. It's sometimes really nice to get out of your own kind of your own comfort zone, hear things from different people. We tend to uh, um, we tend to get a little inbred sometimes in our own tech networks, but Kevin Harvell is coming in. And Kevin, welcome to Home Gadget Geeks. Great to have you. Thanks for having me, Jim. Good to have you. Tell us, let, just give us the breakdown, who you are, where you're from, the podcast that you have. Let's just pimp all your stuff and get that out of the way. All right, so Kevin Harvell, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, so right here in the center of the United States. And I host a show called The Tech Informist, which is currently on hiatus, but I host that with my co-host Brad Whiteside, and we've got a few different shows. Uh, we also have an MS Mobile show. You mentioned Richard Hay. He's been a guest on that with Vernon E.L. Smith and David Kimball, uh, known on Twitter as The Wind Fan. Um, yeah, so they've been doing that show for epi 33 episodes now, 33 or 34, and uh, it's a fantastic show for Microsoft fans that enjoy that stuff. Uh, but Tech Informist is just general technology. I, I love talking technology. I've been podcasting for just over two years now. and just Yeah, you invited me on that, and then I think because you did, you went on hiatus. I'm pretty sure it was my like, fault. Oh, I finally contacted and got Jim on. Hey, let's go on hiatus for a little while. So you sent me a note. You're like, it was funny. I was like, ah, actually, we're going to take a little bit of, a little break. Uh, any plans on coming back? Have you... Yeah, we're looking at uh, mid-November because my co-host Brad, he's currently right now in Las Vegas with his fiance. They are getting married on Halloween Eve, and then going on a week's cruise. I so, love that. Now it's yeah. a good good guy of you to get because that's a big life event, right? Yes. And, I'm like, hey, that's fine. You got to bank up hours to take off for work and stuff like that. Hey, yeah. no rush. I've got my own things I need to catch up on as well, so it kind of frees up a few hours. Yeah, because no, these, these things, these podcast things we do, they take a little time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all three of us are podcasters. Mike, I mean, it's a little bit of time, right? Yeah, it's not. Just a little bit. It's your finding out. It's uh, once you start, things start getting really busy. So, Kevin, so uh, any other podcasts besides Tech Informist? Well, we do have the STL Tech Talk, which is my longest running show. That one is actually just over two years old. And um, then my newest one is called Who's Who in St. Lou. And that is a show not just for people that live in the St. Louis area, but for people that have lived here and moved away or people that are, you know, they stumble upon it and want to know, well, what else does St. Louis have to offer? Maybe you want to schedule in the spring or summer, fall, winter, whichever you like to come here for an extended, you know, a long weekend or something like that. Things to do and to just try to talk to people that are well known in the St. Louis area and those that may just have interesting stories. Sprinkle in a little St. Louis history and fun facts and uh, 
go about my business. That's a great one. What do you get a pretty good listener base? You have a pretty good listener base for that. It was it pretty easy to get folks to listen to that because of the regionalness of this, and it's super niche. So I wouldn't expect very niche, yeah. And I wouldn't expect gigantic it, numbers. But what kind of what what do you get with it? Well, I'm not like a marketing pro. I'm I'm to the point. You know, again, that's what putting Tech Informist on hiatus was helpful in doing. Is now I I'm caught up. And I can kind of get a little bit more focused on how to market that show. And in fact, I finally, even though the show is four episodes in, I just now today, while I was eating breakfast, started inviting all my Facebook friends to the show. And it's just yeah. kind of where I'm at, uh, kind of a one-man band here and trying sure. to run multiple shows and, and various things. Yeah, it's been a bit of a challenge, but it's, now it's work, and you've got a couple that in your, you know, in your repertoire. And I think the more, it, I don't think it gets harder. Like it's twice as hard or three times as hard. I think it's exponentially harder. So you get right. one, and you add two. That's twice, maybe twice. But the third one, it gets four times as hard because then you're really trying. I mean, I, I don't think you get economies of scale the more you add. I just think they get harder. Are you finding that? Are you finding some of that as you're, you you add multiple shows? Well, I've got my editing pretty much down pat. I know how long it's going to take me to edit, and you know now I've recently added a mixer into my uh, equipment list, so that is helping produce much better audio. So that's going to help reduce editing time as as well, right there. So it's just a matter of doing yeah. some prep and stuff like that and post. Um, but promotion for me—that's always been my biggest challenge. Yeah. I'm better at promoting everybody else than I am myself. Well, maybe you should start a podcast where you just promote people. I yeah, maybe. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't I've do got it. plenty of ideas up here to Stop. do. Stop. It's like you know, I always we always say that you know, with podcasters, it's you know, like an idea is like you're the you know, you're a hammer and everything's a nail, and so you just every you see it, you're like, oh, we could do a podcast around that. I do love your idea of a local, your local St. Louis podcast, and Mike, I've often thought you and I ought to think about doing a local Omaha. Yeah. One like that, and because that man, that is a slam dunk easy. I, I, you can tell me, Kevin. I mean, I would think getting local people to come on and talk about stuff or provide a little bit of history. I love Omaha history, and I probably have fifteen or twenty things I could talk about. Shows we could do just on little locations around here in Omaha. Are you finding that easy to do to do the local podcast? I've got myself. I've probably got forty or so people on my guest wish list. Probably the most well-known nationwide would be John Goodman, uh, Monsters Incorporated, Roseanne. Well, he graduated from Afton High School here in St. Louis. Come to find out, a girl that I graduated high school with has been working with my wife off and on throughout the years. Her half brother, John Goodman, is his great uncle. So there's a good chance I'm going to get John Goodman on my Who's Who in St. Lou show. And that'll be fantastic. He's got a new movie coming out. Uh, I just, she told me that I, my jaw just dropped. I'm like, oh my God, it's really possible. Yeah, and I think it, I, I think it makes more sense, you know, when you're going after some of these bigger names and they're from the area. It's not so intimidating. Like, you know, I, I went after Robert Scoble one time to interview mm -hmm. him and, He's a busy guy, and he said yes, but I, I felt a little, it was like get, to get Robert Scoble on a tech podcast, it, actually I was trying to get him on my Gallup podcast, but um, was harder. I would think at the, with a local angle, it might be a little bit easier to say, hey, this is your hometown, would you come and talk about it? I think that right. might be a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to be able to catch him when he's going to be in St. Louis visiting for whatever reason, just say, hey, Mr. Goodman, I only need... 30, 45 minutes of your time. We can meet wherever here at the co-working co space I work out of or whichever. Yeah. 
No, very cool. Yeah, Mike, I think you and I could, oops, a little feedback here. I think that's my fault. It is indeed. So, Mike, I think you and I, I'd love to do an Omaha one. There's no time. Like, neither one of us have time. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, there, uh -huh. there's so many things I've thought of lately about that, you know, just like you said, everything's a nail. I'm like, no, I've already got two that I can, can't even keep up on. I've already had to scale back on two, so not add one more. But Omaha would be a really cool one, especially because there is a lot of really cool history here. And, you know, we've got so many big companies here, too, you know, nationwide companies that people know about. So, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm liking it indeed. Well, it's a, we're a gadget show, Kevin. We want to talk a little bit about your gadgets. It's easy. Let's talk about your podcasting gear to start with because a lot of people, you know, I was doing a podcast today at work, and I do one or two a week, and I had uh, two of our employees on. And one of the employees said to me, um, I want a mic like this. You know, and I, we use the ATR2100s kind of as our kind of default. I probably own 50 of them at work and they're in various places around the world when I need to get people to do that. But um, And I said, you know, they're only 50 bucks. And they're like, serious? He goes, man, I do, I do conference calls all day and I'd love to have this kind of setup to do it. So I think podcasters are on to something when we think about easy audio with earbuds and microphones that make sense because we're trying to get good sound. What are you using in your studio there? I mean, what do you like? Right now, since I got this mixer, it's the Behringer... Behringer. I'm not even sure really how to pronounce it. No, you had it right, Behringer. Okay, so it's the X1204 uh, USB mixer. So it's eight channels. I've got four XLR inputs, and it's really my first exposure to a mixer. And I've only used it on a couple shows, but it, uh, it's pretty fantastic. My webcam is the you know go to Logitech C920. I'm using the ATR2100s right now. I've also got a Blue Yeti that I was using. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just run two. I've got two ATR twenty one hundreds now, and I've got actually a pair of tabletop mic stands waiting for me at home uh, to start using instead so you, of just a standard. You're traveling back and forth, and you take that mixer with you, or do you? Yes. Even, okay. Wow. Yeah, I've got a a bag actually. I bought this. It's called it's from Gator Cases. So oh, nice. Oh, nice. It's nice and padded well, and everything. Oh, uh, Kevin, throw throw that up there. It's for the camera. So the, I didn't have the camera on yet. Okay. okay. So you throw yep. the mixer in there. Yep. And you're on a 2100 right now. Is that what you said? Yes. And you 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 bought the Yeti as well. Well, my ex co well he's I guess he's still kind of a co-host uh, JJ Hammond, who I started Tech Informus and STL Tech Talk with. He bought that for me for my birthday actually. So like right now it's just sitting. Not being used. <laughs> it's in the same status that it is for Mike and I, right? So, if you look over my shoulder. I think it's still over there. Yeah. If you look over my right yeah, shoulder, see the silver one. You see the silver one. Mike used to have one in his background. Yep. My co. It's at my co-host now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, of course, the problem is they just they have really good. There was really good microphones. They just pick up everything. They, they are so sensitive. Yeah. There's one thing I always had to tell my people that was having guests live. I'm like, please don't be a table tapper because it will pick up everything no matter how low the gain is set. And, and they even have a base on those, but it doesn't, it's still, if you tap, we, we, I bought the big old, um, you know, the big shock mount for it. The shock mount is gigantic. That's got to be huge for that. <laughs> it's, it's gigantic. <laughs> and Mike, did you get a shock mount for it when you had no, it? No, I just watched one of your old videos of you using it, and it's like a little, it's like a spaceship sitting in front of your face. <laughs> well, it, And then the, the shield in front of it, too. Oh, you know, know, you had the yeah. windshield that was... It you was got crazy. the you got the mount and uh, if you if exactly no there were some podcasts I did where I had it like down in front and literally you couldn't see me it was right you know it was just like this and I had a couple of people say you know we'd like to see you 
on the podcast. <laughs> Do you have like a so, crane holding that up too? Because that was probably a good, you know, twenty pounds. No, no the, the yeah. Well, the high alarm will work. I think, and okay. I think this is a road one. But, I know these um, cheap ones would not. It would just like fall right over. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you put the you have a tw- the twenty one hundred on an arm or do you have that just not on yet? The uh, like I said, the my tabletop mic stands are actually at home. They just arrived from Amazon today, uh, so I'm using the little little tripod thing that came with it in in the kit. Cool. Right for now. Yeah, and it's it not that that um, your mixer hundred eighty right now on um, on Amazon. I've been using. I went a little more expensive. With the the FX the Mackie Pro FX twelve, okay, so a little bit of an upgrade, but I think two forty five is what I paid for that total overkill for what I do. For the most part, I wanted to kind of future proof it. I've got the uh, I think I have the sixteen channel version at work, and really liked it. And I just kind of wanted to future proof it in case I need to take it anywhere. The Mackies are pretty durable from mm-hmm. that standpoint. But this one in the 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 Alesis Multi Mix yeah. Eight is those I think for people who are just getting started in podcasting, those two, the, this one that you have, this one's real popular by the way on the the for for a lot of podcasters. This is the one they kind of end up with. Was there any reason you went with this one? Was it a price decision or a feature decision? Uh I figure with me and my needs and I wanted it to be portable so I wanted it to be to be small, but yet I could still have four inputs because I feel the maximum people I'll have would be three. So, you know, three plus me. So I figured the four XLR inputs would be more than enough for what I will be doing. Yeah. No, it's a good, that's a good one to go with. Alesis also makes a Multimix 4, which is two inputs that I use when I go on the road when I'm interviewing somebody at conferences. Typically, it's just me and the other guest. Every once in a while, I'll get two, and I just make them share a mic when right. we do it that way. But that's another good travel, that, that, that Alesis Multimix 4. That would actually be for someone who has just wanted better sound, audio sound for a home office. You could go with that. And I think that's a $70 mixer with a $50 microphone and get get ear, some really good earbuds. I'm a big earbuds fan. Those are the ones I like. Although the new Mac, the ones, or the, not the Mac, but the Apple ones, the ones that come with the phone, man, has Apple really changed their earbuds? In the yeah. I, don't, I don't know when they did that, Mike, but they're actually well, super uh, comfortable. I, last year, I think. Last okay. year or the year before that. So Yeah. I use the Samsung OEM earbuds. I mean, I've actually bought a couple pairs off of Amazon because I just like the, the in-ear, the nice soft ones. I've got a set of Apple that came with my iPhone and Oh man, they just—I don't know—they just hurt my ear. You know, the okay. Plastic. Yeah, I, I've worn them a couple times, and they they kind of slide in nicely, and I I felt they were comfortable. But earbuds are one of those kinds of things you you got to be comfortable with, right? It's oh, like yeah. you got to try. Our our all our ears are shaped a little bit different. So you like the Samsung, Mike? What are you What are you wearing right now? Uh, I wear the Apple ones, but my you know Hannah, my wife, she she doesn't like the Apple ones. They're too, they they're too big for her ears. So yeah, maybe that's it. And then my buddy Colin has the opposite problem. He says he hates them because they don't last long when you work out in them. Not very waterproof. So when you're sweating and stuff like that, they're not. Uh, I think they work pretty well, actually. If you're just using them in a, in a regular environment, they're not too bad. Yeah, you guys know I love your buds. Kevin, if you've, have you ever seen your buds? Y-U-R-B-U-D-S. Have you seen those? That company is actually based in St. Louis. Yeah, those guys are awesome, by the yeah. way. Um, that's a great company. But... And they've actually come down in price. They were really expensive three or four years ago when I started wearing them. They've come down. For podcasters, you know, they've got that soft, and I forget what they call it, a ear or something anyways. It's soft plastic that locks in, slides, and then locks into the ear canal. And then you can literally wear these things. I've worn them four, five, six, seven, eight hours at a time. 
without it feeling bad, you know, inside my ears. And they also let ambient sound in, which I think is important when you're podcasting because, you know, that sound, stick your fingers in your ears and then talk, right? And that it sounds really, and so the earbuds let that sound in. And so I've been a big fan of those as a podcasting standard for a long time. So those, are, those have just been my favorite. You can find those, just earbuds, Y-U-R. B-U-D-S, get you, get you those on Amazon. Don't forget to use the, the tech scholarship fund in that. So you mentioned phone. You're an Apple guy. But when we were talking in pre-show, you were talking about Windows 10. So are you kind of this hybrid? If you, you, you kind of go back and forth? Or where do you land on phone and PC and those kinds of things? Okay, so when it comes to phones, uh, my first smartphone was an HTC Desire that was on U.S. Cellular. So it's more, it was a, essentially the Nexus One, but for U.S. Cellular. And so I've kind of stayed with Android throughout the years primarily. And then, you know, I started getting more into with STL Tech Talk and getting the review units from AT&T Verizon reps here in St. Louis. And, you know, they start sending me some Windows phones and I'd never really tried them. I had went to a demo for Windows Phone 7 before it launched and thought, wow, that's really nice, but I never had a chance to play with any of the phones until I tried the 920, and I'm like, this is pretty nice. And, you know, after my two-week trial with it, I almost hated to send it back. I thought, this is a nice phone. I'm missing some apps, but overall, I really enjoyed the platform. So today on my um, Lumia 820 that I've got, I've, I've kept around, I loaded the latest uh, Windows 10 mobile build, and I've kind of been playing around with it. I haven't had a whole lot of time with it yet. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think? What do you think of phone? I, I, They're doing a lot. I haven't been super impressed with it. And, and it's not bad. I just, yeah. you know, it's just one of those kinds of things. What do you think of Windows 10 coming to the phone? Well, I think it, I think it's nice. It's, it's Visually, it is very nice to look at, and, you know, the, the transitions and everything like that. And I played around with the 950XL demo that they have at our St. Louis Microsoft Store. Beautiful device. I think it is a great device. Will it sell? Who knows? It remains to be seen. We've been wanting flagship devices for quite a while, and well, they're coming around the corner in just a few weeks. They'll be available. So we'll, we'll see how the response is, and um, if Microsoft's going to go with a Surface phone in the future. There's been a lot of kind of discussion that they've got one in the works, so I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah, no, for sure. I think if you're interested in Windows Phone today, I think it is 640 for about 70 bucks, and that's off contract. Uh, oh, yeah. I forget where I saw that. And that's actually a pretty decent phone. You don't even have to turn it on. You can just kind of get the Windows experience. That's the. I bought the 520, which I got hanging up right here on a, on one of those. I I, would, I I bought one of those magnetic holders for the car. You know that goes in the vents. Well, those stick really nicely inside those arms that we use for microphones. Oh. So I bought some of those $15 arms. <laughs> I put the magnets on it. I put the phones on them. And so they're actually, I mean, you can kind of see, let's see, I've shown it before on the show. You can kind of see the back of my Galaxy S4 that's right there. But it, um, it has made it handy when you're talking about these things on the podcast to have them kind of within arm's reach. But the 520, I have the, five, the old 520, not... Not recommended for the, the Windows no, 10. No, not, not, definitely not now. I mean, that 512 megabytes of RAM, yeah. no. I mean, even this 820 has been struggling with a lot of these previews. So that's why I'm curious to see how this latest build that released today, which is actually build 10581. So I'll, yeah, I'll, the, I'll play mobile. around with it more tonight. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's one of those interesting things. I think if you're a tech guy, I think it's an interesting. If you and if you got seventy dollars to burn, I think it's an it's an interesting option to pick up one of those phones. Mm-hmm. Take it off contract. You never even really need to use the cell piece of it. It can sit at your desk and you can kind of mess around with it. But I think it's worth. That's kind of the next thing I need to do. I just haven't had time to to get to it. I've been working on so many other things. But but that's an interesting thing if you want to get a six a six forty, right? Am I getting the right Am I getting the right number yeah, it's on that? Yeah, Lumia six forty, or you can go with a lar- If you like larger screens, you can you know step up to the six forty XL. But then then you're I looking think those for are like one fifty, right? I thought when when they first launched they were 250. I'm not sure what they're okay. costing right now. Maybe 179. Let's see. So it's a Lumia 640 XL. Yeah. Let's see what. I'm sure you can get them on Amazon if you want to do it that way. Oh yeah, that uh, Slim Black. Yeah, eight gig, unlocked, international, no warranty. 226. Okay. On Amazon. Those come down just a little bit. Yeah, 224. If you want to go the LTE version, and then just a 640. I, I'm trying to remember where I saw that. Maybe it was even at the Microsoft Store. Yeah, well, it could have been Microsoft Store, or Walmart, Best Buy. Yeah, I mean, they kind of yeah. all carry those. The 635 too is about 80 or about 70 bucks right now. 6750 if you want to do that as well. So kind of interesting. I do like it. I just I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I just I'm afraid yeah. it's too late and the the ship has left the harbor and and. You were so. I mean, Android is losing ground to the iPhone at the moment, and you're like, oh, jeez. So I I that number to me was shocking. Seeing that 30% number, um, 30% of those new iPhones that were bought, which were two thirds of their revenue, 30% of that were Android switching over to iOS for the first time. So I was shocked when I heard that number. I'm like, that. You know, Colin and I talked about open mic night because I actually thought it would have been one of the down years for switches, and seems to be. The largest they've ever had. Yeah. So it's it's got some. Life. The iPhone has some critical momentum right now, and it's just it's just kind of crazy how that is taking off. On the Windows 10 uh, desktop side, Kevin, have you have you made the switch to that? Are you running that? Uh, yeah, in desktop I've, mode? Uh, how you I'd that? been I'd been running it on my Surface Pro 3. I'd been running various builds throughout the time, and then right whenever they released the build prior to RTM back in, gosh, what was that? July, I guess it was. It, it was running great, and you know, even then, up until the time that I ended up selling it, it it ran fine, and I've still got it on my on a Lenovo laptop that I've got, and it it runs great. I really enjoyed. I don't run into any issues with it, and I'm still using the Insider build. So they released one. Well, they released one today, but then they had also released one. I think it was last week, and I just installed that over the weekend. It's been pretty good. Yeah, pretty stable. I'm running on my on my Pro 3 as well. I've kind of I took myself out of the fast ring on that. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the stable builds for now. I need that thing to actually work. Right, yeah. And uh, and then I've been getting some upgrade questions. Let me ask you, when people say, should I upgrade to Windows 10 right now? What's kind of your standard answer? I'm sure you get those tech questions all the time. Yeah. What's your answer? Uh, for me, I say back up everything, back up all your files that you want to keep, install it, and then do a factory and then reset yeah. your device because your device will not run very well and you're going to get a bad taste, bad impression of Windows 10 if you do not give it a fair shot to run clean because you're just going to get two totally different experiences yeah. Yeah. from just upgrade and go as opposed to backup, upgrade, reset, and then go. 
I I just don't think the average consumer has the stomach for that. To, no, like, my, like my sister, I, she called me the other day. She's like, "Hey, should I upgrade?" And I'm like, "Well, why would you?" She's like, "Well, I don't know. It's everybody's doing it." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of things people are doing." Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in uh, my advice has been hold off until after the first of the year. Right, threshold two is in the midst of coming out, and I think they're going to have some issues with it that they'll fix. And I think yeah. by February, I'm going to say February, March, I think it's going to be rock solid and pretty pretty stable. And I'm telling people to upgrade then. I, thanks for the reminder on the, the, the upgrade and then, uh, you know, make sure it gets activated, right? Because that's what you yes. activate it, make sure it gets everything in the system. And then you want to reinstall or do a clean install uh, right. scratch with that. Yeah. And it, I said, I mean, it's just to give it a fair chance. And you've got until what July to get your free upgrade, so you've got plenty of time for Microsoft yeah. to work out those kinks and get out those threshold updates, like you said, which are going to be major updates. Right. I mean, they're bringing in major features with each one of those updates. No, total, totally agree, Mike. We've never really gotten a good Windows 10 device in your hand yet, have we? We we still don't uh, have that. We tab- got the tablet, playing around with. Yep. but that's eight. It right, won't eight. it won't make the jump to ten. Right, at this it will point. not. Nope. So we, we need to get, we almost had, Newegg was running, if, you, if you're if you out on the, um, if you go to our Facebook group, so if you go to theaverageguy.tv, no, if you go to facebook.com, actually it works either way. If you go to theaverageguy.tv slash Facebook, I haven't said that in a while, that's an easy way to get to our Facebook group. If you go in there, and um, um, Kevin actually found, Kevin Schoonover found a Newegg deal for this $99 brick that's kind of running Windows 10. And it was kind of an all-in-one, really, really, really small form factor Windows 10 device. It sold out pretty quick, and so I didn't. That, that would have been a perfect one. I'd love to. Cool. I'd love to have, it, to have been on Amazon, so I could have taken advantage of the tech scholarship fund and send that over to you. Then you could have set that up uh, somewhere in your environment. You still committed to that? I mean, if I sent you, if I sent you a Windows 10 oh, brick, yeah. would you? Okay. Yep. Definitely. You, you would do. You'd, and then you can send me an Apple. What, what would be the 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 oh, cheapest? Yeah. Hold on. What would be the cheap equivalent to that, Mike? The is Mac there, this yeah? And and how much is that? Uh, I think you can get them at like six hundred, starting at six hundred. So six times the price of a Windows machine? Is yeah. that what you're telling me? And I, the <laughs> price might have gone up. Now now he got me interested. <laughs> six times the cost, and you you're still a fanboy after six times the cost. Oh, easily. Oh, starting at four ninety nine. Oh, okay. All right. So just five times the cost. Yeah, but they're <laughs> ten times as good, so you're really getting your money's worth. Nicely. <laughs> Nicely done. So, Kevin, for you, Windows guy, uh, for your daily drivers, are all Windows machines. Have you? And then you did mention a Mac, though. At some yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, actually, my uh, MacBook Pro is my daily driver. It's the 15-inch late 2014 edition, and I bought that in February. And honestly, it's the first Mac I've ever really used. So it took a little while to transition to, you know, hey, if you want to like X out of a window, it the red X is in the top left corner, and hey, just because you X out of the window, the program's not closed. You got to go to the dock and close it there as well. So, it, you know, it took a little while to get used to a few things. And did you go to Mac for podcasting or no, what? No, the... I did that for video editing. We had a Final Cut Pro license, and you know, it's a three hundred dollar license, and we shifted uh, personnel when it came to our local media stuff that I am involved in. So I kind of took over the video and editing portion. So I'm like, well, I need to get a Mac. So 
I don't want to let that $300 licenses go to waste. Yeah, I'll have a Mac Mini at some point. I just I need to with all the work that I do. I just I need to have that experience so I can kind of understand it with all the you know I help people do stuff and they're all on Mac now and it's yeah. like I'm like oh, okay let's see hold on let me let me Google that so I can figure out how to make Skype work or whatever. You for could you, build so. a Hackintosh machine. I know it's really just as easy to. to buy a Mac Mini though. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. I just I need a lot right. easier and cheaper. <laughs> in fact, if there's a listener who's got a Mac Mini they want to unload, uh, and and maybe you know, uh, and give me a fair price on it as well. Uh, let's let's chat. Send me an email, Jim at theaverageguy.tv, and uh, and and maybe we can, maybe we can come. And I'll take an I'll take an older version. Uh, El Capitan is uh, the would would run on anything. What two years or newer, Mike? Is that kind oh, of? Oh no, way back. My 2009 MacBook runs El Capitan. Wow. So yeah. it's um, yeah. So if you got a if you got a Mac Mini, you want to unload uh, for for whatever reason and get get included in the show, we would probably find some way to bring it into Home Gadget Geeks. It's one of those home gadgets. So um, uh, let me know, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. All right, Kevin, real quick, uh, any uh, kind of crazy? I know you said you got the Band on order, so you got the Band two, the Microsoft Band two coming. Yep, this Band two is coming. So that'll be out. I'm trying to score one of those somehow live and in person at a store somewhere while I'm traveling. That Microsoft. They, why couldn't they have shipped that thing on Monday? Girl. Well, they uh, scheduled the MVP summit at the wrong time. No, that's it's what like, it was. Girl. I mean, they shipped they shipped the the Surface Book before they shipped the the band. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure why they didn't just ship everything on the 26th. That would have been awesome, but they screw they want to screw with me. <laughs> Is what they want to do. So you got the band coming. Any other, uh, you know, any other gadgets, uh, home automation stuff that you run that you, you like particularly? Are you, an, are you an Echo guy? You got one of those? No. What kind I, of stuff you got around the house? I don't have one of those. I've got an Amazon Fire TV. I've got a Google Chromecast. I've got a Nexus 6P coming on the way that is still pending from the Google Play Store. That's supposed to be November 5th through the 9th. So I ordered the 64 gig frost version. Okay. So, um, isn't it know. crazy how we order stuff and wait for it now? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it seems like the frost versions are taking the longest to to ship out. So I do want to say hashtag white phones matter. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, hey, we we want our phones. Don't don't hate on the white phones. <laughs> white phones matter. White and, phone. <laughs> uh, but I but I my daily. Smartphone is a Nexus 6, so it's the big Shamu, Mo, you know, Motorola Nexus 6 from last year. Okay, I just I like big phones. Yeah, and you're across the ecosystem. I mean, I think you probably represent uh, what most of our listeners that you know there were multi-use in this, especially since right. I brought Mike over. We're all multi-use in a lot of ways, and and I actually I think that's really healthy that that the, the ecosystems out there that were not so focused you know it's got to be oh I got to carry a windows phone with me or I mean that's been a healthy I'm excited to go on the campus here this week at Microsoft and they they're telling me everybody's carrying iPhones on the campus and you know you're kind of I'm like oh well, this will be interesting to see how that you know how the campus has changed just in a year there's been some big changes yeah. at Microsoft so well with what Microsoft has done with putting all their office apps and the Sunrise Calendar and Outlook email and all that stuff across all these platforms. I mean, sometimes the best Windows phone is either an Android or an iPhone. That's good. I was going to say, sometimes the best apps on iPhone or Android are Windows. Microsoft, or yeah. Microsoft apps. You know, the most helpful Mike, uh, Mike, and, Mike this week put on our Facebook group, hey, could I borrow a scanner from somebody? And I was like, 
dude, you've got Office Lens on your phone. Just use right. that. Did, Mike, did you did you try that? Did you try Office Lens? I tried uh, another one, not Office Lens. Okay. What is it? Scan oh. Plus, I think it is. Are you are you just doing that to spite me? Yeah, yeah. Office <laughs> Lens is fantastic. <laughs> I said, oh, it's yeah. a Microsoft product. Nope. Oh, <laughs> No, man. I didn't. That's not how it worked. I just didn't. I was just looking quicker. I'm like, oh, I think I actually downloaded one like a year ago, and I already paid for it, and I want to see how that one's updated. So Did it work? Yeah, worked great. Is it OCR for you? Yes. Yep. Cool. OCRs, connects to Dropbox, email, all that stuff, so it yeah. works pretty well. No, that's the way to do it. Just, you know, remember that, well, you wouldn't because you're too young, but I remember as a kid watching Hogan's Heroes, you know, and they would always... They get those little cameras and they jump. You know, oh yeah, I love cameras. Hogan's Heroes. My dad got the whole series on DVD, and I watched the entire. I've watched the entire series. Love and I remember show. thinking as a kid, oh, how cool would it be? You know, they take those pictures and put it on microfilm and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. We basically have that, you know, just now, and you could just roll through. You could get a whole bunch of docs done. One of the things I like about Office Lens is it squares those pages up for you. So if you don't get it exactly right on the you yes. know, on the camera setting, it squares it up for you and then Changes saves the it color that a little bit. So yeah. you a photo. Yeah. Yeah. We still use microfilm at work, actually. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I should say I work for the railroad, so we're not all the yeah. way up to date on technology. But uh, it's fun. <laughs> a lot of old contracts and stuff all on microfilm. You go and you grab it and you flip through. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to break it. I thought it was, like, unwinding. And I was like, no, that's just the way it works. I'm like, all right. Get those big screens. Yeah, the big it was screen. huge. It looks like a monitor, like a green monitor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, those are the days. I remember looking up genealogy stuff in, way back in the day on microfilm and That's doing great. it that way. So, Kevin, you were on you were on um, Home Server Show. Did you come on with, with Dave? Have, is that, did I see you on one of those podcasts with Dave McCabe? No, uh, Dave has actually Maybe. been a guest on STL Tech Talk. Maybe that was it. It was one of the first. Uh, one of the first five or ten episodes of STL Tech Talks when Dave came on and yeah, okay. and I'll still periodically wear one of those uh, I am three percent shirts that he sent over. <laughs> nice. Still got it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Still I wore one the other day and somebody goes, "Where was I?" I was wearing it and he goes, "I want to know what this I am three percent means." And I'm like, "It's a long story. <laughs> you yes. don't really want to know." Uh, so I ended up not telling him. Uh, from a home server space, though, are you in the home server market? What do you use? Do you have any home server storage, or are you putting everything in the cloud? No, every everything that I've got is in the cloud. And what do you what are you using for that? I'm a OneDrive. Oh, cool. So I I use Office 365. So you know, I just pay the hundred dollars a year, and I get access to all that, all the what Office programs on five devices, right? Unlimited. Cloud storage, so I've got. Is it unlimited for you now? I know there was a one terabyte, and then they've made it unlimited. But is is your plan unlimited? Yes, it's it's unlimited. But whenever you go to like OneDrive.Live.com or whatever, you and you look at it, it'll say you're using, you know, two terabytes of ten terabytes. But once you exceed the ten terabytes, and it'll I don't know what it says after that. I would assume it'll say you're unlimited crazy. then. <laughs> it'll say you're crazy. You have too it's much probably, data. Yeah. What are you I, doing with all this data? Go out and enjoy the sun. <laughs> yeah, but doing a lot of video—that's that's what takes up the majority of it. That and backup audio files for five shows, four shows. But from a from an editing standpoint, you know, you got to keep those things locally to, to get the edits right. It's a pain to upload and download the large yes. files. So do you keep from a work perspective? Do you keep them local for a certain period of time and then move them up? Yeah, I I keep all as soon as a 
video project is done filming, I'll store it all over on my external hard drive and then upload everything to my cloud storage. Then I keep it locally on my external and edit while it's still there. And once the client, you know, signs off that, hey, that's good, or we're done with revisions, then once I make sure everything's still uploaded, then I delete it off my external. Yeah, move it up to the cloud. Uh, that makes a good transition, Mike. You picked up a QNAP. We had some discussions when we think about home. And this is really a good discussion for Home Server Show, but we'll throw it in here just because you're the host here and not over at Home Server Show. You asked me, you know, we've been talking about uh, home storage, and you, you, and then all of a sudden a Woot deal came up. So talk a little bit about the Woot deal you took advantage of. Yeah, it was very spur of the moment. Actually, I was driving home from church when I got the tweet. So I think that's – and I talked to Hannah. I'm like, hey, this is perfect because the reason we needed a NAS unit in our house was we had run out of space for photos. Photos had eaten up the entire hard drive of my iMac. So we're like, okay, I had put it on an external USB, but that, you know, okay, it's – makeshift. It'll work for a little bit, but wanted a more permanent solution that was accessible from all the different computers. So, well, yeah, we grabbed that QNAP deal. It's a QNAP HS210 for $138. Pretty good deal. And then we got two two terabyte um, WD Reds to go put in there. And it's been, I mean, I've only, so it just came today, had it for about, oh, I guess now it's been about two hours, two and a half hours. And it's already, it's a, I'm surprised how nice the interface is. And I was going to show you guys. So real quick, QNAP HS210. It's yeah. The two, it's the two-bay. You got it for how much on Moot? 138 Oh, that's awesome. So 199 full price on Amazon if you're heading okay. over there. So that's a pretty good deal to get that. Looks kind of like a little pizza box. That's um, what I kind of liked about it. So it's not the stereotypical NAS unit. When you get it and you look at it, imagine the size of a DVD player. The old school, kind of thin, nice-looking, newer Sony DVD player. It's kind of what it looks like. So uh, kind of almost like a, yes, there it is. So Yeah, let me, let me get or that. Or actually like a, like a cable box, kind of. Yeah, so. it kind of does. A little flat, uh, little right. flat so design. Right, so that front bay right there, right on the front, that front cover just pops off. It's a magnet, and you slide in your two your two drives or your one drive, whatever you want to do. And uh, and you got two two terabyte reds? Yeah. And how much were it, they? Uh, those were 89 apiece. That's, really, that's the sweet spot, by the way. That two and three terabytes right now are pretty cheap. Yeah. No, yeah, not not too bad. So we grabbed two of those, and I'm running them in RAID 1 right now just so, you know, to have that redundancy. That's what I yeah. wanted. That was the main thing uh, with the NAS. Like, well, if I'm going to do one, I want two bays, and I want to do it where I can just, you know, hot swap them if one goes bad. So... Uh, I did that, and I will switch over, kind of show you guys the interface. It's kind of cool. So it's all web-based, and when you log in, it's kind of a very Apple iPad-looking interface for QNAP, and they've got all the kind of stuff built in that you would normally want. You know, your your media station, your DL, DL, DLNA, uh, music, file station, all that sort of stuff, and they've got a whole other app center, too, for if you want to do any sort of, uh, like, you know, Plex is one of the apps you can add. Now, one of the things I am finding on on this one is this one is actually is a little bit more limited than I would have liked. The processor, it can't do any transcoding, so you actually can't even load the Plex app up onto here. Um, hmm. And I think that's one thing I like is this kind of little, little dashboard that we can pop out and we can see how much we're pegging the CPU and RAM. So right now I have my I have the external hard drive, the USB one I used to have plugged in my Mac. I plugged it in and I'm just kind of mass transferring a bunch of files over. So you can see even just transferring all those files is um, keeping that CPU pretty high. And it was actually at 95% just a little bit ago. 
So the performance is is okay and definitely for the money pretty good. Uh, but for example, let's see my copy right now that's going over. Um, it started at 8:04, so 43 minutes ago, and it's only gotten 76 gigs transferred from that USB 3 hard drive. So external hard drive to this new one. So I don't know if maybe it hasn't, you know, I plugged this thing in and got it going right away. So I don't know if it's still doing all of its background stuff it needed to do to kind of settle in. Um, I'm not sure, but speeds are okay and definitely good enough for once I get everything over there, it'll be just fine. It'll be exactly what I want. But um, definitely nothing. You're not going to get too high performance uh, stuff out of the out of the 210, but definitely good enough for what I wanted it for, which is pretty much just storage and also a place to keep all my Plex files that my Mac will access. And then my Mac will still be the Plex server technically, but the files will just be stored over on the NAS. So. Have, you, have you tried that yet where you're, you actually try the streaming to make sure it can handle the streaming piece of it? Uh, I have not. Or it's not really handling the streaming, but it's it's accessing from the from the QNAP, right? Right, right. Um, it seems like it would be okay. Uh, I mean, when the file transfers go between the computer and the QNAP, uh, they're going decently fast. I mean, they hopped all the way up to close to 90 megabits per second, and then it was hopping down mainly to like 35 to 40, which is more than fast enough for Plex. So. So yeah. not a problem there. I find the Drobo struggles with. Um, I find I've done the same thing. I have a Plex server. Yeah. That's a pretty pretty good sized box. Uh, no no no, that's not true. So I'm running Plex off the Drobo, and you know Drobo's not. It's got that it's got that 32 gig uh, M SATA card in it for cache, and I thought that would help. It really struggles to stream efficiently and and consistently. It'll go for a while and then it'll freeze. You know, if right. somebody's somebody's accessing it for some reason or whatever, I'd be interested in how you how that appears to you. You it, whether it works or it doesn't. Because if it does work, then I think you're in a good situation there. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. So I'm definitely. I mean, this is obviously just two hours in. Just kind of my initial impressions of starting to throw stuff at it. Uh, but the setup overall, just I guess the things I can talk about were the setup was super easy, all cloud-based to get the settings all moved over there. Uh, could not be simpler on the setup. Walks you through, uh, lets you do advanced options if you want, gives you options for, hey, who's going to be accessing this? Mac, Windows, um, you know, and you can say, oh, no, just Windows or both, whatever you want. It's just a lot of great options on the setup. Uh, and then the setup took, I'd say, about... 25 to 30 minutes, and the majority of that was it writing all of the new settings and formatting the drives and stuff like that. But I was really, really impressed with it. I'm, I think for the money, uh, it's, it's perfect. No, I think a good little entry level NAS for you, especially if you're just going to store files on it. Yeah, and it's so it's fanless, which is interesting. So there's no fan to it, but that also means the way that the heat comes off is through the top. But that also means that the sound barrier isn't thick at all. So you hear those drives. Um, spinning up and spinning down, and right now you can hear it crunching. I don't know if you can, if the mic's mic's not going to pick it up. No, but, it's not picking it up. Um, you can hear it crunching, but it also has the option. The drive, the bays are built also for SSDs. So if you wanted the 2.5 inch SSD, uh, you could throw those in there, and then it would be completely silent. You wouldn't have any noise. Some options there. If you wanted to spend the money on the SSD, that's the thing. And they were way too expensive when I was looking. Kevin, as you look at that, does that uh, have you thought about going straight NAS from a home storage standpoint? It sounds like it would be pretty interesting. I know at uh, prior days of .NET conferences here in St. Louis, which we've got another one coming up here soon, I've talked to a couple guys that had one, and he showed me how easy it was to access everything from his home. And I believe he was using Plex at the time. And I was like, wow, that... And then seeing what uh, Mike was just showing 
maybe that is something I need to look at in the future. Yeah, yeah and all the, all the apps that they built in for syncing, it, it can be, if you want it to be, your own Dropbox. You can sync these things. Uh, they have all the apps for the phones and the computers, and you can access these files from wherever you are and uh, whenever you want, which is kind of nice if you want kind of that private, controlled cloud aspect. Also means if the power goes out of your house and you're out of town, you're out of luck. So you're kind of, you know, there, there's good and bad with having your own private little cloud. But I want to start playing with the syncing and see how that works because... Uh, if I do, you know, as I move into my next job when I graduate law school, if I'm traveling, it would be nice to have access to all of my files and have it be private. So, Right, yeah. Can it do a redundant backup to, say, OneDrive, for example? I, I haven't played with that too much. I don't know. Um, on QNAP, I'm, I would guess so. Okay. I think you have a, a crash plan option on QNAP, Yes, that too. is true. I did read crash plan, so you could... Yeah, that would probably be the most economical. For 60 bucks a year, you could then just push those to the cloud. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I do. I use Carbon Copy Cloner on my Mac to clone my Mac to it, and then it also does a Time Machine backup. So there's two kind of forms of backup there. Which okay. Is, uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a OneDrive uh, app on there. I haven't looked at QNAP in a while, but I wouldn't be surprised if they've got some kind of OneDrive integration in with it. Kevin, for you, that would be really interesting since you're already keeping it there. Although OneDrive's not necessarily technically backup. I mean, you can make it that way if yeah. you want, if you want to. Uh, I mean, the OneDrive web experience to me is kind of horrible. (laughs) And, I mean, OneDrive, I don't think, has been the best it was ever was on uh, Windows 8 and 8.1. I mean, when we had placeholders. And, you know, they keep rumbling that, yeah, we might bring placeholders back in the future or something. So, well, I hope you do, and I hope you bring it to Mac as well as Windows because that's how I think OneDrive should be used. It's... I don't even want to get started. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a little sore spot for, yeah. for Microsoft folks. I have, I've actually gone, I mean, I've needed a file that's on one of my PCs here. I've actually gone to CrashPlan, pulled the restore, drilled down to the file, and downloaded it faster than it would, sometimes it would take to get into OneDrive, find it, you know, find it in the file, whatever, you know, from, from that perspective. And that works out really, really well. So, that's one of those things for me uh, where crash plan comes in handy. Any of those carbonite, you know, they've they've all got that. But it's it has been one of those uh, things that I've I've liked to use it that way. So so Mike, so far QNAP, uh, you give it some thumbs up uh, at least so far as, as the setup goes. Oh, I give it yeah two thumbs up right now, and I'll let you guys know on performance. Well, and and honestly, I can't doubt the. I mean, I can't even if it is a little bit slow. It was one hundred thirty eight dollars. It's their entry level. <laughs> It's our entry-level NAS, and they do some amazing stuff. And software, I would give, right as of right now, five stars. I have – it's just beautiful. looks fantastic. You yeah, would never guess good. it was a NAS unit. So. Well, it looks like a Mac. That's why yes, you like it. It, does. it looks very Mac-ish when you get in. So us Windows guys would be like, um, where's the start button? Yeah, you <laughs> terminal I can type in? <laughs> can I use PowerShell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be us Windows guys. So, Kevin, as we get uh, closer to Christmas, we've asked the last couple guests we've done this. Anything you you got your eyes on for yourself? Oh, I mean your family when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to technology. Anything you're you're looking out for coming up on Christmas? You know, honestly, other than like the the Band Two and and these new Nexus devices, I think they're great. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of those. Fitbits out there that people still, you know, they still love because they don't want to spend as much for, you know, a full-fledged Android Wear device or an Apple Watch or something. They just want something that counts their steps, 
whether how accurate they really are or not, but just to give them a good idea and you know some sleep history and stuff like that, just the basics. I still recommend the Fitbits. It, you know, I've got a Fitbit Flex and I still like it, but I haven't worn it in quite a while. Well, that's the that's the hard part of these bands, and mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I've been talking about. I mean, I've publicly said a bunch of times that I'm buying the band two. They they tend to have a shelf life that's very very short on your on the the way you use them. So you, you get really excited about them, and for the first two or three months, you know, especially the fitness stuff, and then life gets busy and it starts reminding you, and you don't want to be reminded anymore. So you <laughs> yeah. shut you shut the reminders off. You're like shut it. Yeah. And um and so I don't know about you, I just have not found that, and I love the fitness idea. I've I've known a lot of guys. A lot of gals that have lost a lot of weight have done a lot of good things for themselves with these fitness bands, but it just doesn't seem like it lasts very long, you know. Yeah, it, well, it's just like you know the highest amount of signups at a fitness center is in January, and right. then you drop off in February. So <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of the the same thing. I mean, I had a band one, and I mean, I bought it. I bought two. I mean, launch day. Once they announced it during the World Series, I was at the our Microsoft store the next day, and they even opened up a little early because they, you know, knew me from having Windows uh, phone meetup groups. We will sometimes host them there, so I mean, they kind of know me pretty well. And I came in a little early and picked up the first two in St. Louis, and I eventually sold it. I was, it just got to the point I'm like, yeah, this is a little uncomfortable and. I didn't find myself really using it that much. I bought an LG G watch and tried that for a while. But I had been missing the band, and then I saw the new band too, and I went and tried it on, and I said, this thing finally feels good. The display is so responsive. It responded so much better than band one. That's why I ordered it and am selling my uh, LG G watch. I'm going to use it because the band works on all three. And I think with Microsoft and Google allowing Cortana to be on there and giving it more voice actions that you can actually unlock your Android device and say, hey, Cortana, and she responds instantly. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, well, I think uh, you might be able to do some voice commands from the band 2 to uh, Android devices in the future. Yeah, Mike, are you enticed at all by the Microsoft band? Have you looked at that? No, I'm still holding out uh, for the Apple Watch. Okay. Yeah. Just you because should, of the you got to go to a store and check it out, dude. Oh, I will. Yeah, yeah it'd, it'd be interesting. I'd, I'd be interested in getting your opinion of what you think of the band after seeing a real one, you know, type right. deal. So, so pretty cool. Well, guys, I think uh, we're 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 kind of running to the end here. Kevin, anything else that that I missed that I should dig out of you before we uh, we kind of let you go? Uh, no, just, I mean, if you have any inkling of wanting to learn a little bit more about St. Louis, um, whostl.com, and also make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Kevin Harvell with two L's. Very cool, and they will they will do that as well. Mike, anything that I missed that you wanted to you wanted to go oh, over before we kind of kind of bring this in, this thing in? You know, it takes me 15 minutes to bring this thing in for a landing, so I gotta cut, I gotta cut again soon. 9:15. I know that's right. So you know, don't be uh, don't be confused by that. A reminder: we're out next week. Uh, no show. So Mike, no show for you. Kevin, thank you yeah. for coming on tonight. Oh, great, you know, great. Thanks for having me. And um, hang tight. We're gonna do a little post show. Okay. So sometimes the post shows. If you, do you have some time? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good. 
perfect. Sometimes the, the post show is better than the show. So you might I understand. You might want to hang around for that a little bit. We are off next week, heading out to St. Oh, to, I almost said St. Louis. Heading out to St. Louis. Come on down. <laughs> headed out to, well, we used to have a listener, Chris Lux, who lived in St. Louis. He's moved to Seattle, and that's where I'm headed to uh, starting tomorrow, actually, tomorrow morning, 6.30. I haven't packed a thing, by the way. It's uh, 9 p.m. in the Central Time Zone, <laughs> and uh, i got to get up. You said you do things, though. You said it's kind of how it I works. This is, I pack last minute every single time. And it always seems like I got to leave on a Friday morning, and I never cancel the podcast because you don't you don't do that. That's just what you don't do. No. So I got to pack sometime tonight. So in Seattle. So I uh, love to have you again. I mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you talk to Tio, I'll have try to have that on all weekend and uh, week. Oh, one of the things I did buy. So for the travel, and and Mike, have you ever used a Mophie cover for your iPhone? Yeah, I used to. Okay, so, Way back a long time ago. Yeah, well, I got contacted by MobileFun.com, and they, they were like, hey, would you would you review? They sent me the dock. There's a little dock oh, that nice. goes with these, right? And, Ooh, wow. and so they sent me the dock, and I got, well, it's, actually, it looks, like, it looks like that. And then I said, okay, so the dock came, and I'm like, I thought the case would be in the, would right. be in the box. It right? wasn't? No. Oh. No. <laughs> and these cases are not cheap. No, like, they're not. Yeah, these are not cheap cases. So these are uh, for the iPhone, and they got them for everything. They actually have Windows phones cases uh, available at mobilefund.com. But this has got a 3,300 milliamp, I think that's how you say it, uh, battery that's in it, which is a pretty good-sized battery. You can see the case right here. It's uh, pretty thick when you think about it. I mean, it really takes your iPhone and makes right. it super thick, right, from that standpoint. And I, I kept thinking... Like I would never use this day to day. Plus, it's slicker than snot. I mean, you, I'm gonna have that's to. That's my some, biggest pet peeve about cases. I'm gonna have to get a sticker or two to put on the back here. That's got one of those kind of you know friction surfaces. Yeah, right. But where I thought this would come in really handy, you know, kind of cool. The the top just comes off like that, and you slide the phone in, and it's got a lightning connection there. Although I have a little bit of beef because it goes from lightning to micro USB, and you're like, I just oh, bought, I just bought is. all the micro stuff or all the right. lightning, lightning stuff. stuff. Yeah, that yeah, is that weird be, that they would do that. Isn't that stupid? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Now, the cool thing is, is if you're making the jump from Android, oh, we all have these device. You know, we have all these chargers already in there. Um, so I got a whole crap load of them right. uh, from that standpoint. And the case or the 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 stand that comes with it, these two little uh, dots here, that's the charging. So you just drop it in and it starts charging, recharging the Ooh. the case. Uh, and then on the back, it's got a on and off for the battery, so you can turn the battery on or off. It'll either charge it or it won't. And so when um, this is going to be my traveling case, so like you know when you're traveling and you're on the plane and you're watching movies and you get off at your destination, it's only noon and your battery's dead. Yep, right? and that's yep. you've blown through it because you watched it. Well, this the the, the advertised 120 percent, so I would get another full charge out of it from that standpoint. I'd that's perfect. Flip, flip that switch, and it would start charging on the back, and you could then get you know twice, basically twice the power out of it. So, my thinking is I'm going to use this case just for travel, and I travel enough. You know, I'm gone eight weeks out of the year. I travel enough that it makes sense to have a special case just for traveling. Oh yeah. Um, you know, one of the cool things is it would have had a stand that would have come out of the back. You know, to yeah, and I, to I'm just still out. shocked it goes to micro. Yeah. Like that completely shocks me. Like you'd think you would travel with your cord. Just, if, yeah, you'd have your lightning cable. Yeah, you'd if have your lightning cable. Buying one for an iPhone, right? You would uh, make sense. And, and I'm sure the case doesn't come with a micro, so you have to go uh, out and buy specifically no, another it, micro. No, it does. No, it it comes with the micro. Yeah. Oh, this it is, does. It okay. Does. 
I just thought it was crazy. The other crazy thing about it, you're gonna, I'm going to write this all out, but the other crazy thing about it is the headphone jack. Um, you know, they don't. It's got to get through to it, right? You see, you oh. see right there. So they give you this extender <laughs> to go, to go okay. in, and so it looks like, you know, it looks like this, and I'm like, wow, that's a little jankety, right? That's, well, and what they, if you forget your adapter, like you don't know where it is? And... No, right. On. Super easy to lose. What they should have done was put the adapter in like this, right? Made that because you're that way when you slide the phone in, it just automatically slides right yeah. into the right into the jack, that and would... then extend it out to there. So mm, hard to recommend the case. No. Yeah, definitely. But for a travel case, for those rare instances you would, you know, you're going to use it, not bad. Yeah, that you'll be at a conference or something. Yeah, I would, you know, I'd look again if I was going to do so. You know, I'll review this because that's what I do. But if I was going to look again, I would look. Now I would know to look. Hey, if I'm going to do a travel case, I'm going to look for uh, one that's got those features that you know right. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention when I ordered this and was like, oh. That's kind of, which is why we do these things. This is why we have the Tech Scholarship Fund and those kinds of things, is to pick up some of these things and give them really lousy reviews when they're not very good. Because, Kevin, you know the deal. You're, you're a fellow reviewer. Don't you feel, when they give you the equipment, don't you just feel a twinge of obligation to just not thrash them? Yeah, yeah, sometimes it, it's hard, but other times I'm like, you know, <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. Well, and I always try to say now, if they send me stuff, like you could get a terrible review. I mean, I want you right. to know that this could be a terrible review. Um, so um, it's going on the road with me tomorrow. I got to remember to take that. I think um, it should all be charged. Uh, yeah. So you can see the four lights in the back of there show up, meaning you know you push that little button. So those kinds of things are cool, and right. it'll be one I carry with me. Like that. Yeah. No. So it's just it's almost half right. Let's just let's right. put it that way. But. So it comes with a little stand, and then, of course, I can plug it in uh, anywhere. So that'll be going to Seattle with me, and uh, we'll be testing it right about it. And uh, if you want to use the talk.to to chat with me while you're there, that would be awesome. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, get that done. TheAverageGuy.tv slash newsletter has all the back episodes, and you can sign up for it right there. Uh, of course, thanks for using the Tech Scholarship Fund, and uh, we're working on baby monitors for... Kyle and for Lopta, so I still didn't get many. So you email me, Jim at the Average TV, if you've got options. We're Kevin. We've got a couple of guys that are having babies, and we thought, well, hey, gadgets for your home. We've never really done baby monitor, you know, high tech baby monitors, and so we're gonna get get a little bit into that. I think that's gonna be kind of cool. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, we've got the guy from Ring, Ring.com, is coming on the the founder and and chief inventor at Ring, so that you know that's the door. Bell that is constantly recording what's going on on your porch and sending it up to the cloud. So we're going to get some more details on that coming up in the next couple of weeks. And uh, and that's probably you probably cover a lot of that same stuff on 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 Tech Informist. Is that kind of I, the... well, yeah? What back when I actually had time to you know request and review devices and accessories and stuff like that. Yeah, I would. I loved getting all the things that I used to get and it just got to where I was overwhelmed with everything. I had to turn things down. I'm like, hey, I don't have time to review it. Yeah, no, it's. I actually got my wife in on it. So we, uh, Anear, A N E A R, sent me a pair of Bluetooth headphones that have mm -hmm. a, you know, for uh, they got a phone you can take calls on them and swipe stuff on them. They got little, you know, little buttons on them and just a little green. You know, it's got the little green strap. I guess you can put behind your head to hook the two together. I didn't have time, and she saw them on my desk, and she was like, "Oh," and I'm like. <laughs> She's like, can I have those? I'm like, well, they're for review. I said, if you review them, you can have them. 
And so she said, okay, so that review is actually sitting in the can, and I'll probably try to produce that yet this week before I leave, maybe even yet tonight out at theaverageguy.tv, and you can see Sarah's writing, so that's out there as well. One of the, and I just posted a review on the site, if you go out to theaverageguy.tv and look at the most recent post, um, and you want to go down to the reviews and how-tos section. So um, Randy Pearson actually said, a listener, uh, had bought one of those uh, Intel, the NUC, the NUC kits, that are kind of the, the Intel all-in-one box PCs, little mini ones. He bought that, loaded it up, took a bunch of pictures, did a little write-up. I was super easy to turn that into a post. So hmm. uh, I just asked Randy, hey, because I sent him, he sent me a note. We'd been going back and forth. And I said, hey, just send me a couple pictures. And so the pictures and what he wrote to me under the pictures, that's enough for a post, guys. And I'd love yeah. to post that kind of stuff for you. So if you're listening and you got some cool gadgets and you want to take a few pictures and write up a post, that's what that's what the AverageGuy.tv is all about. We'd love to have you post out there, and I will certainly do that uh, right below that for unique gadgets to improve your home life. That was a guest writer as well. So actually, you're going to see Sarah show up, my wife, as a guest writer, which I think is pretty cool. And if you want to do that, you can just let me know. Send me an email, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv, and I'll fix it up for you, and we'll post it. I'm not picky. I just like to get information out there that's gadgety and that's very cool. So go out and uh, take a peek at that. I will be coming in live from uh, Portland actually on Saturday for Ask the Podcast Coach Mike. I got to get up at like 6:30 to get this this you know 6:30 in the morning to get this podcast in as we start at 9:30 in the central central time zone. So if you're a podcaster and you're interested at all, Dave Jackson and I do Ask the Podcast Coach every Saturday morning 9:30 Central, 10:30 Eastern. And it's on Blab, so you can just jump in if you get your questions. Kevin, you I think you'd enjoy Ask the Podcast. Have you, yeah, you ever I watched it? I have not watched, but I met Dave at uh, Podcast Movement this last August. Well, good. He's he's just the greatest guy. Yeah. I, he's the most real. I mean, I, I know a lot of the other podcasters who podcast about podcasting. Dave's the most real, friendly nicest guy you'll ever meet. So mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoy podcasting with him, and so uh, just a lot of fun. Saturday mornings, join us. You don't even have to be a podcaster. You just can come out. Although we try not to talk about microphones all the time, so <laughs> that is the, seems to be the number one question you get when you're a podcaster. We uh, one more remind, one more reminder as well about the live now. Spreaker apps available both Android and iPhone. You can go down get those downloaded from the store right now. Just search Home Gadget Geeks and that will get you there. We are uh, we are here every Thursday except next Thursday. Seems like I've been gone a lot lately, though, Mike. So that's <laughs> yeah. not really fair, but we try. I'll actually have a. We recorded a blab. I think you were on that. We, you and I, and was it Addy? I Daddy? think recorded a blab. Addy was the first one I was two on weeks with. ago in the post show. That was so good. I'm actually going to put that in the feed for next week. So you will get that feed in the video feed from the blab from two weeks ago. If you missed it, that will become next week's show. No live show, but next week it will come out. we got some great shows coming up towards Christmas. So make sure you pay attention and you come out and join us Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern at theaverageguy.tv. We will do some post-show. I'm not sure we'll go to blab today for the post-show, but uh, hang tight. And with that, uh, I think we'll say goodnight, everybody.